Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Yo, 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 everyone. Good mythical morning. It is the one and only V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, El Cuco himself, working the airways, making sure the broadcast is coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. You are on every platform, plus a bag of chips. And with that being said, also check out our paid sponsors, MyCBDEdibles.com. MyCBDEdibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. And with that being said, El Cuco, what's going on, brother? Hey, uh, good good shows yesterday. It was a it was a it was a busy day. Well, not too too busy of a show, but I I really enjoyed the the interview uh, yesterday we had. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, with Cynthia. So if you have not checked that out yet, go to RogueNews.com. Check that out. I think it's still up on YouTube for a little bit longer. But yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Absolutely, it is up on YouTube, so go check it out. What is this? Got bills in the mail. Homeowners Association nonsense. Good God. Anyway, Siege, lots going on in the world. I think when the world was so busy, oh, we got Harley next as well, so uh, this will be a nice, uh, succinct show as we prep for Harley. But um, as the world was uh, spreading all kinds of FUD, CJ, all kinds of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. When they were telling you that Evergrande is going to default and the crypto markets are going to be vaporized and nothing but a big nothing burger happened, just a minor correction, uh, BTC will be back up to all-time highs uh, starting in the new year, so get ready for that. Uh, buying is through the roof right now. Buying is through the roof. Um so while they're spreading all this stuff about FUD and Evergrande and this, that, and the other, there was a country that actually had a real crisis. A country, CJ, that a certain bank, one of my favorite banks, a bank that put me on the map, Deutsche Bank, Deutsche, is Deutsche, heavily Deutsche. invested in. Yeah, yeah, heavily invested in. Deutsche is heavily invested in Turkey. Okay. And that country is Turkey, also known as Turkey, right? All kinds of problems are about to occur. Let's get into what is happening with the Turkish lira as it is pummeling itself 
into the ground while throwing grenades on itself, making sure that it can never rise again. This is they halted trading the other day, Siege. Turkey halts all stock trading as currency disintegrates. Central bank powerless to halt the collapse. Now we're gonna see, I want to get into the article. I want to tell you how this is going to affect the Eurozone. And this is also going to be a type and shadow of what happens with central banking and how we can use this as a case study, so to speak, as to what happens here in the United States. Starting next year, Siege, when Jerome Powell says we're going to have four rate hikes in order to bring (laughs) back inflation above 2% as, as the goal. Meanwhile, uh, see, for, 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 for quite some time now, for many months, I've been saying that inflation is anywhere between 11 and 13%, right? I said like 113 to 13.6%, something, something around, around that number. A lot of people are now stating, looking at the original accounting, the original arithmetic that we used to do before we jerry-rigged everything, the actual inflation is about 15%. That means the average American is going to be spending $4,000 more per year. The average family is going to be spending $4,000 more per year on getting food and their energy costs covered. If you're a Camel Ho Harris trying to plug an electric car while shaking the electric car uh, uh, power uh, uh, adapter. She's shaking it like it's a like you know you know you know when you shake the uh, the gas can the, you know the gas pump a little bit just to get the last dr- few dribbles of gasoline out, right? Yep. The idiot was doing that, and this moron solution is to go ahead <laughs> and get yourself an electric car. Idiots in New York City, okay? The mayor Bill De Blasio, who's leaving New York City as the mayor, finally on his last term, good riddance, you piece of shit, on his way out, has decided that he's going to ban any sort of new buildings to have any sort of gas line. So any new buildings going up in New York City will not have dedicated or rerouted or new gas line extensions brought into the buildings. What does that mean? First of all, New York is shutting down Indian Point. They're, they're, that, that nuclear power plant provides 24% of the electricity for southern New York, the Hudson Valley, and the city. They're taking that offline. Electricity, look, electricity costs are bonkers. Okay, when I was in New York, I lived in a townhouse, right? Three floors, right? And in my townhouse community, my electric bills per month, CJ. a month during the winter. $500. i am here in the Midwest. I haven't seen my electric bill go over $200. It's ridiculous. My house is twice the size, and my electric bill has not gone over $200. It's it's amazing to me. Okay? New York is going to get slaughtered. So these guys think it's a great idea. We're going to rely on electricity. We're going to rely on electricity while electrical costs go through the roof. So imagine you're the struggling family. Now you're spending $4,000 
more per year, but the assets you're going to be, I'm sorry, the, 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 the vital consumables that you need in order to live are moving exponentially higher. So today's quote is $4,000 extra per, per year that American families are going to be spending on, on energy and food, gasoline, home heating, uh, home cooling, and food. In, in three months, that could be $5,000. In six months, CJ, that could be $7,000 more. They are eviscerating the middle and the working class. They are destroying the middle and the working class. It is absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. And everybody's like, well, what's going to make it worse? What can possibly get worse? You guys are about to see the reverberations and the problems of what happens when you have systemic toxicity spread globally in the economic markets. What do I mean by that? Let's look at Turkey. Another day, another collapse in the Turkish lira. Only this time there was a twist. As the hyperinflating currency implodes, Erdogan has finally had enough of the relentless pummeling and is starting to shut down Turkey's markets. But first, let's back up. Heading into Friday, the lira accelerated its historic descent, weakening past the 16 per dollar mark for the first time ever, as the central bank's pledge to end a four-month cycle of interest. Um, of interest rates. Thursday failed to convince investors that inflation can be brought to heel. That was just the start, however, and the currency plunge has only accelerated, crashing as low as 17.14 uh, just hours later, bringing declines this week to 17% year-to-date. The currency has lost more than half its value. As a reminder, the central bank yesterday cut its benchmark one week, repo rate by a farther than 100 basis points, to 14%, its fourth reduction since September, spurred by demands from President Recep Tayyip Erdogan to lower borrowing costs in the face of surging consumer prices. As part of his uh, batshit insane monetary policy, Erdogan, um, whose policy outcome is the collapse of Turkey's economy and hyperinflation, the resulting sell-off accelerated a 54% purge in the currency. So far this year, as real rates fall below, uh, further, I'm having a hard time reading this morning. I need more coffee. Below zero, with inflation now standing at an annual 21.3. Remember what I said, we're about 15%, right? The Turks are at 21.3. Every economy that is plugged into the dollar system is going to start hyperinflating. In Turkey, Many of these stocks and bonds are underwritten by German banks, like Deutsche Bank, like Commerce Bank. They are underwriting many of what is happening. They are oftentimes heavy bondholders and investors in the Turkish economy. When this goes belly up, Turkey is headed for a serious market crash. And people are looking at Evergrande, CJ. And Evergrande was like a fart in a tornado in comparison to what is happening. There are So what happened is this, Siege. You're going to love this. Deutsche, which is an insolvent zombie institution that is just right now at this point utilized to clear euro bonds, 
who has been caught several times in the past, heavily leveraged during the Eurozone crisis with the pigs, right? Portugal, Italy, Greece, and Spain, having those Eurobonds of these insolvent countries. Now, it has also been known that Deutsche has a great deal of Turkish bonds. And not only Turkish bonds, but also bonds in Turkish companies and Turkish financial interests and Turkish banks. And not only have they done that, CJ, but they've chopped it up and they sold it as A-plus level securities through two other banks in the European Union. They've sold it to Barclays. They sold it to BNB Paribas. They sold it to Societe Agricole. They sold it to many other, like National Standard uh, Charter. They sold it to RBS. They sold it to everywhere. AB and Ambro, here, have some. Now, when this whole Turkish thing goes, Siege, what is you're going to see a daisy chain effect going on in Europe where now you're going to see hyperinflation, which is already raging in Europe, going to go parabolic. You're going to see Europeans now facing an energy crisis a food crisis, and the likes of which they've never seen. They will be facing a currency crisis as the euro and the European market start getting pummeled by January to February. Now, this is the reason why. January, this is the reason why Jerome Powell is all of a sudden on a mad dash to raise interest rates. Now, we know, and we always know for quite some time, if you've been following the ape, you already know this. Once they've started to do QE, they start putting the pedal to the metal, they cannot let go of it. We know that. We know that if they try to raise interest rates, What's going to happen is a cataclysmic effect where the whole entire house of cards come crashing down. Trying to raise interest rates would undo and unravel the electronic duct tape that has been holding this economy in the United States together rather quickly. But they're going to have to do it. In other words, they are calling the final play of the last act, on the murder of Julius Caesar, on the murder of America. It is the final play. It is the last act. And when Powell kicks those new interest rates into play sometime in January, and he's going to do it four times, four times during the year of 2022, that means it's over. That means... An unraveling is going to occur to the U.S. markets. That means hyperinflation is going to really hyperinflate. We could be at 20% inflation rate by the summer of 2022. And they will lie to your face saying, uh, you know, it's uh, holding steady at 5.5-6%. Oh, look, the Dow's at 40,000 points. Wow, look at that. Everything's wonderful. Uh, economy is booming. 
We have $125 a barrel oil. Oh, this is great. It's a wonderful economy. And then Jim Cramer, the idiot, this freaking moron is going to be out there saying, bye, bye, bye. Welcome to the casino gulag. Welcome to the casino gulag, as Max Kaiser would say. That's where we're headed. And once that happens, folks, we probably have, and it's funny I said this, you know, after the January 20, 2021 election, my gut was telling me, man, something's going to happen. The original trajectory of, of three to five years before the whole thing comes apart or, or five to six years or whatnot. After the Powell announcement, I think we got maybe two to three years worth of juice left in the system. And I mean a little bit of juice. I'm talking about, my God, if you're not figuring out how to create secondary and tertiary forms of income, you need to start doing that now. You need to start doing that now. It is vital. I mean, figure out ways to exploit supply chains, figure out ways to get into niche markets, figure out ways to create new services that are going to be valuable because we're heading there. I'm looking at two to three years worth of juice in this economy before the wheels come off this thing. It's going to get bad, folks. It's going to get real bad. And I think it's a it's a smart thing if, and I hope Florida does it first, that they, they, they issue their own state currency. It's the only way to go to, to, to stop abject and total disintegration. Unreal stuff coming our way, Siege. Yeah, it's 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 very unfortunate. But when you look at when you look at the United States and you look at the criminality of everything associated, whether it's the corruption in Washington D.C., it's the elitist class that continue to get away with their rules for thee, but not for me. The only true means to achieve our our objective V is a dollar collapse. Yep. It's 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 the only means to do that is to to take the lifeline, the lifeblood. Now, granted, they're already diversifying right they're diversifying largely out of u.s dollar that's why they're buying assets they're doing all the things that they should do to insulate themselves from this dollar collapse and in the meantime telling the middle class and the the suckers and telling the the lower class that everything's okay and here's your 500 2000 a month family family uh dependent benefit each month that they're drawing at you know handing out right now like like candy What's very interesting about Turkey is when you really break this down is that I think Turkey has made every attempt v to uh, to walk the middle line. Uh, Erdogan for for far too long has done that. Whether it's pacifying the United States, whether it's pacifying Israel, uh, Russia, trying to make a determination the future of Turkey and what happens with his involvement with NATO. So I think in part we're seeing the lines being drawn now. Where I think Erdogan met with Putin in September. Uh, follow-up meeting, I think, here recently. I think they're seeing the same things occur, what happened recently with Russia and India, where basically the IMF, the central bankers, have really pulled the plug on Turkey, saying, hey, listen, we're not going to be handing you dollars anymore, handing you currency in to prop up your economy, so you need to decide here. So I think this is the end result of of Turkey withdrawing from NATO, uh, withdrawing from from Western alliances, and they're they're truly being punished for it. Now, his efforts to halt, halt the stock market trading 
could be deemed beneficial because if if a lot of U.S. companies or hedge funds or whoever in Europe, European based uh, wealth management, you know, are based into Turkey and they're sitting there, could that potentially stop some of the outflows? Could it could it stop the money from flowing out of the Turkish uh, bank and it's a lira, right? Turkish lira. Yeah, absolutely. That, that that's happening. So so that potentially could be a, a good move, but it's going to be very unfortunate for Turkey. But to pull out to to move away from the EU, to move away from from NATO, uh, they're going to have to hit rock bottom. The question will be: Is what will uh, China, what will Russia do to to help provide some of those those essential things that they're going to need? Whether it's energy, whether it's whether it's food, uh, this is this is an inevitable evil as as countries pull away from dollar hegemony. It's 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 it was it was bound to happen. Um, I don't know if it's a test case of of what potentially could happen in in the United States. The warning sign would be this. The warning sign would be this: that if you're still tr- stuck as an American, if you're still stuck in traditional investments, you're still stuck in your IRA, you're still stuck in your four hundred one k. You're, you're still stuck into, I have this life insurance policy that's going to be worth hundreds of thousand dollars in the future. What does that happen when the, the dollar gets debased? What happens when the Fed makes the mistake thinking it's going to be the right thing to do to raise, raise interest rates in a debt-based economy where you already know that for the most part, the middle class is is debt strict and i don't know where public debt is nowadays v you it's can over, only imagine it's huh? 30 trillion not counting unfunded liabilities you count unfunded liabilities we are at 100 trillion dollars in debt on a supposed 20 trillion dollar economy which is 50 percent recycled or reshuffled debt that means our real physical economy at best case scenario pre COVID was nine trillion. Yeah. Pre-COVID. Now it's probably four or five trillion. So so that that interest that, that that's drawn from that, that doesn't help consumers. <laughs> are, are you kidding me? All that does is is probably create even more inflation in terms of discretionary spending, in terms of what it's going to do to the economy. You know, I I for the longest time, V, I I looked at it that like these people were doing this on purpose. They they're 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 purposely breaking down. I think anymore, V, it's just strictly done because of stupidity. Like I, we've said this before, but I believe anyone of any type of sorts of talent of business development in terms of entrepreneurship, you don't go work for the government. <laughs> you go work for the government because you want to be involved, involved in the Ponzi scheme and the wealth extraction and the theft, the theft of the dollars. Uh, and and you're, you're going to benefit from it. So, so gosh, yeah, what's happening in Turkey is it's it's unfortunate. It's probably the best thing that could happen uh, to them as they find a way and a way to try to get break away from uh, NATO and 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 the European alliance uh, that once existed. But but you know, I think this is a sign that they're they're going to be breaking free from that. V. Exactly, absolutely right. You know the the capital controls are going to be put in place in Turkey. Uh, again, we've seen this with Cyprus. We've seen this with uh, Greece during the Greek crisis. You're going to be limited to getting out only 50 to 100 liras, maybe 200 liras at the bank, uh, ATM. Uh, there's going to be no outgoing bank wires, no incoming bank I mean, it's going to be bad. Incoming bank wires, yes, but no outgoing. Um, it's going to get bad. 
It's going to get real bad because he can't turn his markets back on. He turns his markets back on, uh, it's going to commence crashing. It's you know, it's going to commence yeah, crashing. People are going to pull and, out. Like any yeah. any type of 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 fund of global wealth that's out there, they're going to be like, we're not going to keep dollars based in any type of companies or infrastructure deals or bonds that that Turkey is issuing right now. They're going to be trying to pull the plug on all that, which is just going to even put even more pool on on their. Uh, their currency and anything that they have in reserves. I think that that's one of the the, the good the questions to ask is that what do they have in reserve? And it's probably dwindling down to down to nothing at this point. Yeah, no, it really is. It's I don't know really what their major their major uh, exports of of Turkey are. Um, well, I don't know textiles. I mean, uh, you, you, I mean, it's agriculture. It's they they do a lot of tech. They import uh, automotive parts. Um, a few uh, textiles. Another one. Um, uh, there's a few other things that I'm missing. Um, you know, but yeah, this is going to hurt them big time, man. I mean, and then, and then maybe look also like we haven't heard of, about Venezuela in a while and, you know, has Venezuela recovered or rebounded from any of their hyperinflation, uh, years V that they went through. Right. You remember when, yeah, I think it was, uh, Luke and, and Jeff Berwick went there and they literally had to walk around with like a bag full of money. Yep. <laughs> Pay like $2,000 for like a loaf of bread is like. You know where have they cycled, and they, and they went through that pain. They went that through that pain of not having everything from daily essentials. You know, you know, toilet paper. They went through without having, you know, medicine, um, all those things because they they couldn't pay for it with their their currency. No one wanted their currency anymore. And if you look at the writing on the wall, what's happened just in the past month, the 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 quickening that's happening in regards to the global economic reset, you would quickly be able to easily see that now that you know Russia and India have you know, brokered a deal that they're going to strictly be doing a lot of their transaction based in their own currencies. And then what it also is the, what may be the final straw is China and Russia meeting together and saying, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to end this. Uh, we're we're going to just trade in each other's economy. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we're going to get outside the dollar and, and create this new uh, financial systems to, to do our trading. So yeah, the, I mean, it, it's inevitable. And the question is, what will the U S do? And, and what the U S will do is even more, stupidity of, of printing money of, of raising rates at, at the absolute worst time that could ever be considered. Listen, I think the only thing that they could do, which would literally kill the banks and be the fed in would be to do a, a debt Jubilee. And, and as crazy as that sounds, but uh, you know, it, it, if they're thinking about printing a, a, a trillion dollar coin or whatever they were, if they, whatever they were concerning, uh, considering be in terms of that, what was it? Was it was it was a trillion dollar coin or a yeah, a four trillion dollar platinum coin? coin so and, so uh, so all that would do would just be create to prop up the system more. So so if they're considering that, then how crazy would a debt jubilee be? They won't do it. Why? Because it would it would do nothing. It would just kill it the doesn't banks. benefit the people. Yep, it only yeah. benefits the elite. Yep, exactly. Unreal, man. Russia's drawing some strict, hard red lines, and the idiots at NATO think it's a menu to choose from. It's absolutely hilarious. Russian proposals to U.S. and NATO, not a menu to choose from, Moscow says. Security proposals submitted to the U.S. and NATO by Russia this week is represent a broad deal required to defuse escalating tensions between Moscow and the military bloc. One of the country's top diplomats explained on Friday, those two texts are not a menu from which one can pick and choose this or that. They're complementary. And must be considered as a whole. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Rabyov, uh, Rabkov told journalists. 
A pair of documents were delivered on Wednesday to Karen Donfrey, the Assistant Secretary of State for the European and Eurasian Affairs in the U.S. Department of State. They outlined Russia's position on what can be done to reduce tensions with NATO members, which have been rising for a number of years. One addresses Russian-U.S. relations, while the other is meant for the entire bloc, which is dominated by Washington. NATO's immediate response was to acknowledge the existence of the protocols and reiterate accusations against Moscow. Russia is conducting a substantial, unprovoked, and unjustified military buildup along its border with Ukraine. <laughs> along its own border. False claims. Yeah, I know. <laughs> making false claims of Ukrainian and NATO provocations, the statement said. NATO's refusal to acknowledge Russia's legitimate concerns. Is the Western countries all of a sudden, CJ, transformed into a nation of Karens? Hmm. NATO should be renamed. It really should. It should be Cato, right? K for Karen. Unbelievable. The Russian diplomat warned, we make proposals. Here's a proposal. How about you move out your troops from Ukraine? How about you, uh, how about you stop militarily intervening in the Donetsk and Donbass regions of the, new, uh, of the Ukraine, affecting uh, ethnic Russians? How about you do that? How about you stop rattling the saber? So they're making proposals for an adult conversation to occur so adults can come to a good understanding of what is happening and to de-escalate. All good things. But NATO, led by the chief Karen on the planet, which is the United States military, and the U.S. politicians in, in specifically, just like a Karen would be complaining to the manager. And as the manager of, let's say, a fast food restaurant or a retail shop would try to calmly explain, the more calmly the manager tries to explain to the Karen on how to de-escalate the situation and fix the problem, the louder and more irrational the Karen gets. This is NATO. And we are becoming a nation of Karens. So here's the Russian diplomat. We're making proposals, and what do we get in return? Ultimatums. And under the cover of those ultimatums, dangerous activities, which directly impact our national security interests. Continue. How about that? We're making proposals. Look, here you have a nuclear-tipped superpower that has more nukes than you, that have more advanced nukes than you, whose missile technology is two and a half to three generations ahead of the piece of shit ahead of the pieces of shit that you have, and you want to stare these guys down? This is the equivalent of the ninety-pound weakling picking a fight with a two hundred and eighty-pound power lifter. <laughs> this is the equivalent of like uh, some Nigerian long-distance runner picking a fight with the mountain Thor Bjornsson, the Icelandic giant powerlifter who holds the world record for deadlifts. 
I mean, it's insanity. We cannot tolerate this anymore. Ryabkov pointed out, the Russian diplomat suggested the U.S. and NATO should abandon the accusatory stance and start treating Moscow's latest proposal in a most serious manner. Please stop doing this. Please stop amassing troops. Please stop saber-rattling. Please stop with the asymmetric warfare. Please stop with the coups and the attempted coups. And like a bunch of chicken necks, NATO and the U.S. start screaming, Ah, Russia's building up troops. <laughs> They're moving troops in the Ukraine. Boy, ah, this is Russian aggression. Ah! Washington and NATO allies should stop hostile activities directed against our nation, including unannounced military ex- exercises. Isn't that nice, Siege? Very nice. Having unannounced military exercises literally 10 to 14 miles from the Russian border. You want to get shot at. You're trying to create an international incident. You want it to turn hot. You have to understand how much of a tripwire we're at, folks. There's only so much Russia's going to take. And they've been taking a lot of shit from us for the last several years. Now they just draw a red line. What comes next? They're going to hit. They're going to hit, and they're going to they're going to hit us hard. I'm going to say us. I'm talking about U.S. forces, Ukrainian forces in the Ukraine, which is exactly what the U.S. planners want. They want us, and they know we will lose a fight. Every single one of their war games, every single one of their computer models and simulations they run have the U.S. military not just losing. The question is, will the U.S. military lose? but how fast and how dramatically the U.S. military will lose. They know we're going to lose, and they want us to lose. Why? So they can have something to point to. See, that's the reason why our markets crashed and you know economically we're destroyed is because of that. Despite the fact that uh, NATO forces have been training and equipping Ukrainian troops the bloc insists that it doesn't pose any threat to Russia. However, Russian officials reiterated Ukraine's hypothetical integration into NATO, which the Russian government believes could open the door for deployment of Western attack missile systems on Ukrainian territory was a red line for Russia. The current escalation of the diplomatic crisis broke out after Western claims last month that Russia was planning a military invasion of Ukraine and was gathering troops on its Western flank for that purpose. The U.S. and EU threatened Moscow with harsh economic sanctions, Russia said its military maneuvers are defensive in nature. This is craziness. The world's on fire, and you got Western politicians running around throwing gasoline onto the fire and then figuring out ways on how to blame the economic collapse on externalities so they can make their escape. These are the types of criminals running your country. Do you expect anything less? I don't. I don't expect anything less from our leadership. I expect the, the 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 greatest gaggle of losers and idiots the world has ever seen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. I yeah, and I think I think at the core of it, V, in, in regards to, to this is that 
and and when I say we, because you know, I, I think I always, whenever we're going to talk bad about like the U.S. military and everything, V, I think we always have to put a disclaimer that <clears throat> that we're not talking bad about the, the 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 men and women who who sacrifice their lives and go. So so we always get that. Well, you're being un-American, all that. So it, ha- it has nothing to do with that. But what I would challenge everyone to do is to understand that part of the failure of the U.S. government in itself is because we always fail to internalize. We never internalize anything properly in terms of properly a- assessing our failures, our mistakes, and 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 learning from those. V, we we never do. Like th- throughout history, whether it's whether it's Vietnam, whether it's Iraq, whether it's it's Afghanistan, do we ever pause for a moment to internalize to say what happened here? Where where did things break down? No, we just continuously double down on things. We just continuously double down, and it's like a vicious cycle where we're afraid to admit our failures and and learn from anything that potentially could benefit. And 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 why does Russia and China and our adversaries, I you know, even if you call them adversaries, have more courage than ever? Is because they understand this. They're able to look at the pattern of what the United States has done. And and, and someone challenged me on this. And anyone, do you do you where, where do you want to benchmark? Where do you want to start the benchmark in terms of our success? Do you want to start with with uh, Iraq? Uh, do you want to ch- uh, go to Af- Afghanistan? Where, where, where do you want to start? And all that has just brought more confidence. And I think why we're at this pivotal point in, in history where Russia has no choice but to stand guard and be and and stand like a tower right now is because the unpredictability of the United States V that's why because they understand they understand that behind the curtains of on, on the on the on the surface of what's perceived as a as a leadership of the United States whether it's 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 Trump or or Biden that those individuals are not the decision makers. They see that those individuals get leveraged. They get manipulated. We see it time and time again. They do the most unpredictable, chaotic things. Perfect example that 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 some people celebrated, people understood the greater magnitude of thing was the assassination of no other than uh, the, Ira- the Iran uh, general, help me out here via uh, Soleimani, Soleimani. Right. I mean, are you kidding me? You're going to like assassinate yep. a second or a third in in entire command and, and call it a, a victory. So that would lead me to believe if I was a foreign leader that these these psychos are freaking capable of anything. What else? Are they, you know, and you look, look what they did in the United States. They had President Trump and they they rigged an entire election and they. They they lied and they manipulated the American people into believe that there was a a Russia hoax through this entire administration and they they disrupted everything along the way. Oh, and now do we have who do we have? We have Biden. Do we have someone that's even a, a stronger person, leader, character that we think is going to lead the United States to prosperity? Oh hell no! And now it's like it's like you know what the the gloves are off now. We see what's going on. So, so you know, the United States government, not the American people, and you say this all the time. The United States government really could use a good swift kick in the ass from a foreign adversary right now. A yep. really good swift kick in the ass is what the United States government needs right now. 
I've always said that. I've always said that the greatest thing that could happen is a massive televised military defeat, and then all the bullshit. All the bullshit, as Cat Williams would say. All of it. What's that? And nobody would ever put one red cent into anything that these idiots in Washington, D.C. would ever say. And people and investors were like, why are we investing in this crazy, out-of-control nation? Folks, you got to understand, we are the most criminal, we are, we are the crackhead in the world stage. And I'm telling you right now, the greatest thing that happens is the propaganda, this false image that people have been believing about our country since World War II, that needs to be shattered. And the best way to do that is a hypersonic right up our ass. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, it's like that schoolyard bully, right? It's like that, that school, schoolyard bully that... That always pushes people around and everything. It's that it's that one quiet kid. It's that one quiet kid that keeps to himself, that 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 doesn't say a whole lot, that you know, watches observed until one day, one day that bully makes a mistake and he walks up on the wrong person, that quiet kid that keeps to himself and doesn't say anything. And that quiet kid, not only does he kick him straight up in the balls to get him leaned over. He follows up with an uppercut that just freaking lays him out. And guess what? That bully never touches anyone again. Yeah. The, the funny thing is the bully this time around is a 90-pound, is, is a 90 90-year-old 90 weakling. And it's going up against somebody who's six foot nine, 400 pounds of shredded muscle. This it, is insanity, man. It's insanity. Will I believe that a Russian... American military interchange will go thermonuclear? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll tell you a story of F-35 pilots who have literally flown close to the Russian border and their electronic systems go completely dead. And they're panicking. There was an Italian F-35 pilot, okay, that has literally, is um, he, he had to go through like mental uh, evaluation after this and trauma because his F-35 was flanked by a Russian Su-30 right off in the, in, in the, in the med or, or near the Black Sea, I think it was. He was on a NATO exercise. The Italian F-35s, his entire system went black. And he had to fly the plane manually. His radar screen was off. His uh, uh, telemetry controls were off. Everything wow. was off. His inertial navigation was off. He was blind and, fly, and flying right next to him is a Russian Sukhoi Su-30 or an Su-35. The plane hit him with an advanced energy weapon, shut him right off. The Italian pilot turned around and landed. I mean, the Russians are screwing around with energy weapons that could just shut things off at a range of 5,000 kilometers. I mean, this is... Look, there's a reason why the Donald... The USS Donald Cook, a.k.a. the Donald Duck, became a floating barge in the Black Sea and then was strafed on a mock bombing run by an Su-24 Russian attack aircraft. And we want to go play around with this. Maybe the bankers at some level don't, but at a higher level, we believe... 
the most dangerous phase of a country is when you have so much hubris, but yet that hubris is fueled by incompetence at a high level. It is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous phase when a country gets to that level where the leadership literally believes in their own bullshit. They literally believe their own bullshit. This is what happens when you have circle jerk committees for the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years who get around and circle jerk each other and forecast into a vacuum all the bullshit. We can handle it. We're the largest economy in the world. We're the most powerful military in the world. We've never lost a war. Everything we do is perfect. Our shit don't stink. We're this great. Nothing can stop us. We're invincible. We're invulnerable. Everything we do is 3D chess, and we're so powerful, and we're so special, and we're God's green. We're God's gift on planet Earth. And then, and if anything happens to America, oh my God, Israel will go down, and and Jesus Christ will return, and and it's the end of the world. No, the world goes on. What? When Rome divided itself between Rome and Byzantium, and Rome became a decadent liberal cesspool swirling its own toilet bowl, its own latrine, it still thought of itself as the center of the world. (laughs) We're the center of the world. Every empire, as it dies, thinks it's the center of the world, that the world will end. Roman citizens would think, if the light of the Roman Empire will go out, it will be darkness upon the earth for a million years, for millennia. The Greeks said the same thing. No, the the world goes on. And we have a chance for an awesome new world. A world based on nation states, on mutual trade, mutual respect, and economic gain and prosperity. And that's the multipolar world. And the biggest impediment to the multipolar world is the United States of America. It's got to go. It's got to go. This is not what the founders have written. This is not what any of us have signed up for. The United States of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and what we have today are two completely different things, folks. I hate to break it to you. And this ridiculous military worship we have here in this country needs to stop. My stomach twists and knots when I hear somebody goes, Oh, thank you for your service. What service? You're fighting for corporate interests. We all know this, but we somehow fool ourselves. Thank you for fighting for my freedom. I'm enjoying a lot of freedom, Siege. I don't know about you. Especially when I was in New York, you needed a Vax Pass, you needed a multiple shots, you got your booster. They're enjoying their freedom, Siege. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And this is a common theme amongst all Western countries. Australians will go up to their troops. All right, thank you for your service, mate. Yeah, thank you for fighting for my freedoms, mate. 
Mate, thank you for picking me up this morning and taking me to the concentration camp. Well, I'm going to stay in a COVID hotel for the next two weeks, mate. I want to thank you for that, right? It's wonderful. Thank you for your service. American troops are loyal. Eh, I don't know about that. I think 20 to maybe 30% are loyal. But if that 50 to 60% were ordered to shoot you between the eyes, they probably would. They're following orders. You think these low testosterone... You got to understand who's going into the military. Low testosterone, video game addicted soy boys, beta males, and whatnot. Okay? That's what's going in. You know, it's a known fact American Special Forces suffer from low testosterone levels. Did you know that? You wouldn't think so. I saw Zero Dark Thirty. I saw uh, 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 Fight of Valor or whatever. I saw Mission Impossible. <laughs> I mean, I saw, what was it? Uh, uh, Delta Force with Chuck Norris. There's no way. I saw Rambo. There's no way, man. My friend so-and-so, he served in the SEALs. He served in the Green Beret. He was an Army Ranger. He tells all these great stories. And he looks at me and says, I can't talk about the other stuff because it's classified. Fact. Look it up yourself. Why do you think they all have P PTSD? Why do you think they all crack? Why do you think men back in World War One and World War II saw the most horrific display of human barbarity? Did it, did it screw them up? Oh, yeah, it did. And some of them suffered PTSD, absolutely. But a whole lot of them didn't. You know why? Higher testosterone levels. You have to understand the male psyche. We have... We're supposed to have anywhere between 1,200 to 1,500 nanograms of testosterone per deciliter of blood. Why is that? The higher testosterone you have, it is what rages you. It is what fills you with power so that you rage into the battlefield with a broadsword. Think about our ancestors who fought hand-to-hand -hand with swords and knives and stabbing weapons. All around them was decapitation and carnage. You think at night they... They sat around and cried all day and wanted to see the therapist in the morning? No. Why do you think the man's mind, a male brain, is compartmentalized? Why do you think that is? It is designed to see the most horrific things, to be engaged in the most horrific things without ruining his psyche. It could only be done with high testosterone levels. That is why a man back then could be an absolute barbarian, slaughter a village, and then come home to his wife and pick up his little daughter and put her on his knees and be gentle with his family, even though he just massacred 50 men with a sword, up close and personal, no PTSD. It's a fact. But now everybody's got PTSD. Average testosterone levels for a United States Special Forces soldier is about 250 to 320 nanograms of testosterone per deciliter of blood. It's the equivalent of an 84-year-old man from, the, from like the 1920s and 50s. It's not even in the same league. You know, let's go up against the Russians. Russian men have higher testosterone levels than American men. That is a fact. That is a fact.
Uh, don't even get me started on European men. That's that's they they. I, I don't think you could find testosterone in them. It's very it's very rare. It's a lot of estrogen in there. But that's a fact. And now you see the feminization and the effeminacy of our society. You got little boys running around with man boobs on. Looking like they need little training bras. It's incredible. You know, Siege has one of his sons who's a badass wrestler. The kid is jacked to his gills. I'm like, Siege, this kid's going to eat you out of house and home. Already has. That's why I've lost so much weight. I know. He's eating all your food. <laughs> and he's built like a like a brick shit house. You don't see kids like that. It's a rarity. You know what I see most kids these days? Young guys walking around, man boobs, they're all pasty looking. They spent like too much time in the basement between playing games, watching porn, and going on Antifa websites. Yeah, we got a crisis, man. We need to win back the culture. The hell with this military-industrial complex. The hell with the bankers. The hell with their wars. The hell with their their edicts. The hell with their mandates. The hell with their vaccinations. It's time to go back to Americana. We need an American renaissance, and it's going to start right here in all the red states. And if we wind up being two countries, then so be it. I'd rather live free in the American Federation than the United Socialist States of America that these blue hellholes are being turned into. I don't care about America being a superpower. I care about America being an economic power who is involved in mutually beneficial trade with other nations. I don't care for any of this other stuff. This stupid idea of a zero-sum game as we goose-step out of 2021 into 2022. Folks, we are... 2021 is the year of goose-stepping. We goose-stepped like a bunch of Nazis all the way through 2021, and now we're going into 2022. And that's all I got to say, Siege. Anything else? Nope. That is it. Very well said, V. 100%. And we got, anyway, folks, we got Harley Schlanger next, so make sure you're locked and loaded here. And that being said, CJ, take it away.